When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Pulse Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchers.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 24th. And yes, we're going to talk about baseball. Brian Bayo went seven innings, two and runs, six hits, zero walks, and six strikeouts against the Angels yesterday. And just like Tanner Houck the previous day, his command was fantastic. Really good pitch separation with four seamers up and inside to left-handers and then elevated to right-handers. He had sliders in the zone, changes were down, sinkers were helping however they could. He didn't have the same fastball whiffs that he did in the previous start. That is 12 across the board with fastballs, but in this one, zero on the sinker after going nine in the previous one. And it's fine. I'm okay with it. Like I think that Brian Bayo has more success when he gets slice for strikes, changeups doing good things down, and fastball command is good. And that's what we saw yesterday. So that's cool. And he hosts the Reds in Fenway next time out. I feel like that's good enough. And we can kind of go from there. I, anyone kind of imagining this massive breakout from Bayo? I don't think the secondaries are that amazing. And that holds me back. But he did showcase the ability to have good enough command to be above that step of, I don't know where it's going, and then my stuff isn't good enough, and thus I'm bad. Really, to be a good pitcher in the majors, you need to have one of the two, right? You need to have really good stuff that doesn't matter where you put it, or you need to put things in the right place. And the best ones are the ones that have both. Bayo, uh, you know, it's about trying to make, like think of it like uh, uh, two histograms of like how far up are they going. And with Bayo, it's not exceptional really with either one. But I can see I can see the stuff getting better over time, and I really hope that the command is still there. Does that make sense? I don't know why I brought in histograms. I am so sorry. Griffin Canning on the other side of the ball got the win instead of Bayo because he went seven innings, zero earned runs, two hits, three walks, and five Ks. This was a game where Canning did not have to go heavy on the secondaries. Only went 32. Actually, did go heavy on the secondaries. Did not go heavy on the fastball. As it was 32% usage on that fastball. Well, the curve change and slider were the kitchen sink that we want them to be. I took a look at him even deeper on the stream today. Yeah, Canning doesn't really do anything exceptional with uh, with any of those secondaries, except the change has performed really well thus far, but I don't really think it will continue that way. So Canning, to me, isn't really my favorite get. I think Bayo has better stuff than, than Canning does. But it's somewhat thing to consider when you need a desperate stream that if Canning is going 30% fastballs or lower... Generally, that means that the secondaries are good enough to allow him to do that, and that's a good thing. Colin Ray had the gold star yesterday as he shocked us all with a win against the Astros in 5.1 innings of zero earned runs, four hits, two walks, and four Ks. Yeah, I just don't care. I I think that stuff is very pedestrian, and yeah, even with the Giants next, I'm not in. Sorry. Nathan Evaldi against the Pirates, nine innings, one earned run, six hits, one walk, five Ks. He did it again. This is a prime sell high to me. And keep in mind, it has to be a sell high. Whenever someone says, oh yeah, you sell them high, whatever. And if everyone's saying that, then it's not a sell high because you might as well just hold on to it and just keep getting whatever you get out of him. But if you're selling him for a legitimate 
top 15 starter or something like that, or a top 15 hitter, then yeah, that is a sell high. Because, I mean, his numbers, his results are certainly showcasing that production. It's just how believable is it to the market, right? And to me, I don't want to buy in on a guy who has a 28% hard contact rate. That's 113th overall, 41st percentile, and a splitter that is a 70% strike rate. Generally, we don't see that high of strike rates on splitters unless it's like Kevin Gosman. Is Evaldi's that good? I don't think so. I, to me, it's a case of, hey, also there's this injury risk too with Evaldi. So he gets hit hard and it's hyper-reliance on a volatile pitch for him to do what he's doing right now. Is he in an amazing groove? Absolutely. Could it last for another month or two or maybe even longer? Sure, it could. And that's why I'm trying to tell you not to sell for, you know, normal, like, I don't know, SP35 or something like that. No, I have him at SP, I don't know, top 30 somewhere. I'm just saying if someone looks at Eovaldi and goes, man, my Sandy Alcantara, ugh, I'd rather have Nathan Eovaldi. That is the thing that I would be selling for because I think you're selling at the peak right now of Eovaldi. Jose Barrios, this is going to blow your mind. Uh, seven innings, one run, five hits, two walks, five Ks. I've been saying I can't trust it, can't trust it, can't trust it. Outside of his first two starts, Jose Barrios, the great undulator, has a 2.88 ERA across 50 innings. What? And there is actually something actionable. Believe it or not, I, I looked into this. I really like the fact that Brios' sinker has a 21% hard contact rate. That's 87th percentile. And so what he did in this game against the Rays, this is a tough matchup, is Jose Brios favored that sinker way more than his four-seamer. And his four-seamer has a 47% hard contact this year. And when he threw that four-seamer, he way elevated it. I mean, you can see inside these strike some plots really easily how somebody is doing everything they can to make sure that they don't make a mistake inside the zone with the pitch, right? And that's what he's doing with the four-seamer, which is great. Get some whiffs on that. He can. And then don't miss it down the middle. So with sinkers as the main pitch inside the zone, with a curveball that had nine cold strikes yesterday, and then hopefully some change-ups that help, that actually could be a path of Jose Barrios being fantasy relevant again like actually hold on to in 12 teamers so i'm kind of coming back in here but then of course he's going to undulate the other way because he's the great undulator but maybe actually there is something tangible for us to lean into with brios now something to think about ryan nelson was pl bots streaming pick of the day did not want to do it against the phillies i said no and yet pl bot churned it out I could, I could see the 1950s receipt now saying start Ryan Nelson and it was six innings, one or run, three hits, zero walks, four Ks. Wild. If you want PL Bot, you got to get PL Pro, by the way. Uh, it's it's crazy. I, I really love the fact that PL Bot sees different things than I do. And I mean, I'm I'm ahead at the moment with the streaming picks, but not by much because PL Bot's cool. Seven whiffs only, though, in 28% CSW. I think the fastball isn't so overwhelming just four whiffs and 48 thrown and the secondaries aren't really doing enough uh i'm worried about the long term right now with ryan nelson 
Uh, Rocky Road is next. That might be worthwhile. I guarantee you that Peel Bob would like it. I don't know if I want to personally. I want to talk about everybody else here, including Bobby Miller's MLB debut. And we're going to talk about all of this after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. JP France against the Brewers, 5.2 innings, one run, five hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts against the Brewers was my streaming pick of the day instead of Nelson. So take that, PL bot. He got eight Ks here. And yeah, France is good against weak teams. He went against the Cubs before and he didn't do well. Okay. The Twins are a weak team in my view. You do that. Bobby Miller against the the Atlanta Braves. I am going to do a breakdown of this today. So check out our YouTube video uh, later in this afternoon to see all of his start. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, five innings, one run, four hits, one walk, five Ks, 95 pitches, which you normally don't see in an MLB debut. Only 10 whiffs. So, I was a little surprised with this. I didn't really know what would get from Bobby Miller. My interpretation was that it was going to be more four-seamer focused. He throws upper 90s. I mean, we saw 100-mile-per-hour pitches here. I think his first pitch of the game was 100. Um, I didn't know what we'd see from the secondaries. And it's the worst heater of Bobby of the Millers. Mason Millers and Bryce Millers are better. Bryce Millers is, like, insane. It is truly a unicorn fastball and makes me such a believer in Bryce Miller. Um, Bobby Miller, it's it's good. You know, it's at 99. It's really hard to have a terrible 99 mile per hour fastball. But I, just based on the swings I saw, uh, it is not a whiff heavy one. It's not a massive uh, induced vertical break one. Has a little bit more horizontal ride than I want. So that's not fun. It's good. It's just not, oh man, here's that fastball. Go hit it. And the first inning you're going to see is the mistakes he made with it down and down the middle were the ones that were a hit. However, really nice changeups, really nice sliders, and he commanded it well. You're going to see a low 13% CSW on the changeup, but he got outs with it. He did what he was supposed to do with that changeup. And he relied on a decent amount too. And the slider was well spotted as well. And to see the fastball go two out of 29 whiffs, that is also on 20 swings, only two whiffs, which is a very low whiff percentage. Swing strike rate, of course, obviously low, about what, 7%? Something like that, not good. So Bobby Miller is a good pitcher. This was also against a very good offense in Atlanta and he succeeded and... He gets the Nationals next. So you 
you clearly want to do this, and it could be even more overwhelming against the Nationals. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it could just be also be a debut and changing things, all of that stuff. But I don't see that elite top 25 pitcher because the the secondaries weren't electric. They were good or well-spotted well and stuff. While the four-seamer wowed me with velocity. But yeah, just two whiffs on this. So that's the Bobby Miller hit. Mike Mayers did something better than uh, Bobby Miller. You don't even know who that is. Probably Mike Myers is how you pronounce it. Against the Tigers, 4.2 innings. This is for the Royals. We thought it might be Daniel Lynch, but hey, here's Myers. 4.2 innings, one earned run, six hits, one walk. Generally not that good there, but eight strikeouts, 14 whiffs, 37% CSW. How did he do this? He throws mediocre 93 mile per hour fastballs, however, but his slider's really good. Nine over 29 whiffs, 45% CSW. He kept it down. It was it was just low, 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 and, and good good low, not like bounce the low. And it's changing curve. We're mixing in there for 60% strikes. Kind of wild. Uh, he gets the Marlins, maybe, if he's actually in this rotation. Like, why wouldn't you? After a guy does this, like, can't say, what else do you have to lose? There's no one else as, as good at this at, at the moment. He's like the best Kansas City Royals pitcher. Oh, man, that reminds me of that old, like, most fantasy relevant starting pitcher award for a specific team. I feel like the Royals are that right now. And I... Uh, Mike Myers could be that. He gets the Marlins in 10 days if he's still doing it. I kind of want to do it. But I uh, I kind of want to. I don't know. Is the slider going to be that good? Again, who knows? Marco Gonzalez did exactly what he was supposed to do against the Athletics. Six innings, two and runs. Great. You just start him against weak teams and he gets the Pirates on Sunday. And Yeah, sure. Fine. That's cool with me. Dylan Cease against the Guardians. He did not have a slider. And Oh, no. It's two and runs. Oh, thank you, Guardians. Thank you for existing. Seven base runners, three Ks, five whiffs, 20% CSW. Yeah, this is Dylan Cease, that Dylan Cease. Oh, boy. Don't do it. Uh, Spencer Strider against the Dodgers. Six innings, two earned runs, five hits, three walks, and 11 strikeouts, 22 whiffs. He didn't even have his best fastball. Got the loss. He got, had some unearned runs. He's great. There's a temptation to put him over Garrett Cole. I'm not going to do it. We'll talk about Garrett Cole a little bit. Drew Smiley against the Mets. Five innings, two earned runs, four hits, two walks, five Ks. He's a Vargas rule, really, honestly. Like, I don't think that Drew Smiley is this the entire year. So, he's a Vargas rule. I think yeah, I think he's the real true Vargas rule of this year at the moment. I'm trying to think of someone else that's just like, yeah, whatever, you Vargas rule. Maybe Merrill Kelly, but I think it's Drew Smiley right now. You could say it's Eduardo Rodriguez a little bit, but no. The Royal, he's better than that. Royals... Five innings, two earned runs, ten base runners, eight hits, two walks, got singled out. Nine strikeouts, 16 whiffs, 36% CSW. At first, I was like, oh no, the cutter isn't actually being used, but don't worry. The slider is essentially the cutter, and it was really good. So, amazing pitch separation. Jammed batters effectively uh, lefties up and in with that fastball. And then did everything else down in glove side. It was really good. Um... So good stuff there from from Eduardo Rodriguez, and uh, yeah, we just keep doing this. Sonny Gray against the Giants, five innings, two and runs, six hits, two walks, six Ks. The curveball was back, forty two percent CSW, eighty three percent strike rate on it. That's good, but the slider was over seven CSW, and you can breathe a little easier. But I feel like it's going to be volatile now. So remember all those sell high things in April. Yeah, that's still kind of true. Matt Strom open for Dylan Covey, who went five innings, one run, five hits, one walk, and six Ks. 
Sinker was a machine at 40% CSW. Slider and Cutter had enough strikes. But yeah, no, we're not doing this. Sorry. Come on. We can't trust this. We can't trust it. Cool. Alex Cobb threw more curveballs than splitters. Seven innings, three and runs, six hits, one walk, eight Ks. Kind of weird. And I don't really think that Alex Cobb is... I got a comment in the SB Roundup saying that Alex Cobb changes his pitch mix. Don't really agree, honestly. Uh, the slider, four of them. Like, we haven't seen a slider game at all. And the curve going 24 is very strange. I mean, it had a 52% CSW, so huh. So I'm happy that he leaned into it because he was feeling in. That's cool, but not a typical thing. But whatever, we just keep starting him as a Toby. Maybe like a cherry bomb, but really just like, yeah, if it's against a decent amount, decent enough matchup, we do it. Yu Darvish, though, is regardless of opponent, he does whatever he wants. Six innings, three and runs, six sets, one walk, four Ks. I feel like I got to be lowering him. Not that it's not to say that you shouldn't be having Yu Darvish. It's just he doesn't have fastball command. He's going heavy on the slider slash sweep sweeper, which is good. But it's not. I don't believe that he's ever going to attain this legit top 10 starter upside. And I have a habit of not really putting anyone that can't do that inside the top 25. So I have to be lowering you Darvish a little bit. Logan Allen got a, had a careful Icarus, went six innings with one earned run and four base runners, three, I think it was three base runners or four base runners. And then went out for the seventh and allowed four straight base runners. He got pulled and fortunately only allowed 200 runs because he came in and struck out the side off out, uh, which was amazing after him with a second and third. But yeah, that's so annoying. He's trying to be a Holly. He's really a Toby. And that's fine. Better for quality start leagues, Logan Allen, because the Guardians will let him go. And Allen is effective at getting quick outs with that fastball. But uh, he's not an exceptional prospect. Austin Gomber against the Marlins. I don't really care. Luis Medina against, Medina against the Mariners threw harder, 96-97 and 41% CSW in the slider, but just could not get those extra two outs to go three straight poor quality starts against the Mariners. You know, he gets Miami and Milwaukee after he has to deal with the Astros, so that could work out for you. And don't overlook it as, think of it like he's Frankie Montes without the splitter. That's actually a decent comp, I think. I don't know. Uh, Mackenzie Gore... Against the Padres, 4.2 innings, 3 and runs, 7 hits, 4 walks, and 5 Ks. Not fun. However, the slider had a 49% CSW. And something to note here, 16 whiffs. So it's just another hint of, hey, Mackenzie Gore, you have other things that maybe could work in the future. Yuri Perez went into cores and could not survive because it's cores. So don't worry about it. You keep starting Perez. Things should be better than 4.1 innings of 3 and runs and 7 base runners. Kyle Brash went against the Yankees and... Not even the slider was there. So, yeah, bad. Don't do Kyle Bradish. Taj Bradley against the Jays. Four innings, four and runs, nine hits, zero walks, seven Ks. At least he got strikeouts and 14 whiffs and 35% CSW against a very, very good offense. You don't worry about it, but it is the Dodgers next. And, ah, uh, just want to get into a groove with Taj Bradley. But, yeah, I prefer him still more than Logan Allen, for example. Tyler McGill against the Cubs, 3.2 innings, 4 and runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, 5 Ks. He swapped with Kodai Senga. Kodai Senga is going today, so you don't want to go with McGill whatsoever. Adam Wainwright, no thank you. And and Rich Hill, yeah, these are obvious ones against the Rangers. You don't do that. Uh, Graham Ashcraft against the St. Louis Cardinals, 5 innings, 7 and runs, 10 hits, 0 walks, 5 Ks. He should swing back the other way. He's not going to go 3 out of 4 games of 7 plus earned runs in the future. But man... 147th percentile strikeout rate with a 10% overall swing strike rate just isn't fun. 
and uh, Graham Ashcraft is not going to unlock the stuff like we want him to. And Garrett Cole had a one-night bland against the Orioles. Do you realize it was a 2.201 ERA before this start? So, like, he's still the man of consistency. He didn't go well this game. Uh, he allowed more home runs than he has in the past. Like, just, he didn't have it tonight. He'll have it moving forward. Don't worry about Garrett Cole. Looking forward to today's starters. Joe Ryan, Shane McClanahan, Zach Gallon, Bryce Miller, and Nessa Cortez are all pretty straightforward. Cortez, yes, against the Orioles. I, I want to believe that slider is back. Sandy Alcantara is in, in cores. Oh, boy. We're starting it, but oh, boy. James Paxton, I love what he's doing in the fastball. Marcus Stroman, Martin Perez, Anthony Descafani are pretty straightforward plays. Same with Cal Quantrill against the White Sox. And Kopech had a fantastic game with 20 whiffs against the Royals. Hopefully that continues against the Guardians. It should. That's a pretty high floor. But maybe not in the same way. So I'm very curious to see what we get there. But those are all probable starts. Questionable start here. Do you want a Vargas rule, Tyler Wells? Honestly, I get that. That might also be one of the major Vargas rules this year. I'm uh, not going to hold that sub-3 ERA and a sub-1 whip. Not a chance. Uh, Brandon Bilak against the Brewers is my streaming pick of the day. He had a really nice changeup last time, and the Brewers are not a good offense. Kodai Senga is going today, and he's a cherry bomb, so he lives here. Uh, Gonsolin and Elder are going against each other, and I don't really like either one against good offenses. Johan Oviedo had the best command I've seen from all year, but he gets the Rangers. Zach Greinke gets the Tigers, so sure, whatever. And Tyler Anderson gets the Red Sox, so kind of scary. And if he has his changeup, that should work, though. So do what you want. Do not start here. Kikuchi against the Rays, no way. Ryan Weathers against the Nationals, I don't buy it. Matthew Boyd doesn't have his sliders, even though he's against the, the Royals. I need to see double-digit slider whiffs before I buy back in. Ben Lively had slider whiffs last time, but it's the Cardinals. Ranger Suarez isn't looking great. He gets the Diamondbacks, but I still don't want to do it. Adrian Hauser against the Astros. Trevor Williams against the Padres. Steven Matz against the Reds. Waldachuk against the Mariners. And Kaufman versus the Marlins and Coors. All those are obvious. Do not starts. Looking forward to tomorrow. It's only 10 games. And Logan Gilbert and Logan Webb lead the way as a pair of Logans saying, Haha, we have the best names against the Athletics and the Brewers. Aaron Nola goes against Atlanta, but I'm still going to start him because I think he's turned the corner and he's Aaron Nola. Lucas Giolito had 92 mile per hour fastballs or 92-93, but not his best changeup, but it's the Tigers. So I, I one day he's going to hit that plateau again. Not peaks. Plateau for Lucas Giolito. I hope he hits it soon. Probable start tiers. JP Sears is the only one here against the Mariners. It's my stream pick of the day. Uh, whiffs are there. He's like 3% rostered. J.P. Sears is getting a ton of whiffs. I know it's a really scary fly ball rate, but I feel as if J.P. Sears is pitching far too well for him to be uh, not chased for against the Mariners. Questionable start here. Zach Eflin is pitching as well as I've seen from him too. There are a couple of guys doing that right now, but it's the Jays, and I just don't really want to do that, even though the cutter is so good. Blake Snell is against the Nationals. Like... If you want to do it, go ahead. I think at some point it's going to click. Is it going to be tomorrow? Probably not, but maybe. And Kyle Gibson does whatever he wants on a given day. He's a, the epitome of a cherry bomb. So those are the three questionable start guys. And all the do not starts here. Uh, Braxton Garrett is in course. Alec Manoa against the Rays. Miles Michaelis in Cincinnati. I mean, all those are pretty easy. Kyle Freeland is in course uh, against the Marlins. Clark Schmidt, I don't really think that there's enough there to chase against Baltimore. Alex Fayeto, maybe against the White Sox, but... If they has the best slider, but I don't want to do it. Carlos Carrasco is going against Tyone, and I don't trust either one right now. Uh, that's Cubs versus Mets. Bryce Wilson may be going against the Giants. It could be Julio Tehran. I don't really care. Luke Weaver against the Cardinals, absolutely not. Jake Irvin and Dylan Dodd, 
both of those against tough teams, uh, the Padres and Phillies. No, thank you whatsoever. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for your support. Uh, go get Peel Pro, go get Peel Plus to help us out. Uh, if not, that's cool too. Just enjoy these podcasts. Uh, but that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. I mean, your Bama's below and your strikeouts high.